0: Thank you.
1: are back and we are going to have quite an interesting show and you know as is this show is always about the UFOs and aliens and you know let's just throw in a couple of conspiracy theories um, or if you just happen to like you know the stunning ghoul Elvira then this is the show for you
2: and you're bound to have a good time.
1: So, before I bring it on again, I do want to make a couple of quick shout-out uh, announcements. And uh, one of them is I have a side project going on, and that is <clears throat> Breakaway Media. This is where I do logo design, video, uh, promo, things like that. And I also uh, teach people how to do some of the stuff as well, uh, because some of the companies out there are getting a little ridiculous for some of the most simplest stuff. And I believe people should be paid, but... You, don't, you need to make a living, but you don't need to make a killing. Uh, speaking of paid, if you want to help support Spectre Radio, uh, you can get our merch, and uh, the link is down in the description. I have shirts, I have uh, more designs than just this, and I will be uploading more. And also, I have just recently uh, helped some people start up a new group, Outer Realm Paranormal. So if you get the chance, check that out, and it, you know, it's a great community. And that's not the only community that's out there. You can also check out up uh, United a uh, Unified Paranormal Program. And that is spearheaded by none other than the Paranormal Consultant Matt Barron. I heard he's a dick. <laughs> uh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> so yeah, uh, you know, it's been a while since we've done this. So Yeah, for United, thank you for the invite. No problem, and uh, you know I haven't talked to you in a while, and I know you've uh, you've got Unified Paranormal, um, you've got Paranormal Consultants, you got uh, Paraverse, I believe. Yep, Paraverse podcast. There's and uh, studios is still up and running. Uh, there you go, <laughs> and uh, if you want to check out, you know some of the stuff, his links are in the description down below. Uh, the only one that I forgot oh. was. Uh, the website but there it is the website you can check him out on www.paranormalconsultant.com and uh you know we'll go back up to this uh because you know when matt and i get together you never know what you're going to hear definitely a few ideas that's for damn sure yeah you know what fuck your (laughs) idea i don't have a truck to run to (laughs) Uh, (laughs) yeah i have an idea uh, so, first off, you know, uh, Minnesota Spirit Hunters, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, thanks for stopping by. If you get the chance share out this video, uh, let more people see this weird guy on my show. Uh, also, Neil Mao, a paranormal investigator that I have worked with, and uh, former found, uh, co-founder of Nightwatch. And then we have... Cece. Oh, yeah, there we go. Cece. So, thank thanks for stopping by and uh for those of you that are watching if you have questions or you know feel free to leave a comment um the only thing i ask is no nudies unless they're ghoulish nudies but you know i'm out don't, yeah don't get too weird because i might cut off your fingers and use them for finger painting uh so yeah hmm. how the fuck you been i haven't decided
2: <laughs> it's too early <laughs> right. uh no i i've been busy um Doing a lot. Um, obviously Paraverse brand new, uh well, semi brand new. Um, but just a whole new design with a lot of different things. Uh like you stated the up program. Um, that's a Mm -hmm. whole new thing. Um, doing things with global ghost time just been you know, extremely busy. And then work on top of it and family life, just (laughs) (laughs) but no. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say um but um I am also planning, um, the Wicked Queen, Mackenzie, we're actually planning a trip to New Orleans. We're going to go, obviously, see Howard Petrie. You have to see Mm. him. Um, but we're going to be down there for about five days, five, six days, and uh, we're driving. So, you know, with a 19 and a half
1: hour drive, there's going to be some live (laughs) video. Now, you're doing this because, you know, this is part of your, uh, wedding with, to Mackenzie, mm-hmm. making it finally official. Mm-hmm. So when you get to New Orleans, it might be a little bit of.
2: Well,
1: that's happening. Whether I'll be involved or not, I don't know yet,
2: but that's going to happen.
1: <laughs> well, I would hope you're involved because, you know, in New Orleans, you know, you know where Howard got his fertility stick. Oh, I know. And that's on
2: a list that Mackenzie has I think she wants to bring back. And I told her, I said, I have two rules with a fertility stick. Number one, No touchy. Leave me (laughs) out of it. And number two, on the drive back, I'm going to strap it to her roof rack head first, literally. Head first. So that way when we're driving down the road, everybody we pass is a dick just going right by (laughs) him.
1: I mean, it's bad enough that, you know, people see that dick coming at him from the rear. Ooh, that's an idea. Right to the hood.
2: Yep. (laughs) <laughs> Go ahead slam on your brakes. It'll so right up the tailpipe.
1: <laughs> no Getting ideas. Getting ideas. Yep. <laughs> uh, so Unified Paranormal Program. Mm-hmm. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, what is it? How can people get involved? So for those of you
2: who remember the P3, uh, P3 was um, basically a big community to where we just got together, shared ideas, uh, judgment-free, everything else. Um, Mm -hmm. the thing was, was with the P3 is it was mainly based in just the paranormal, which is fine, but I wanted something different. I wanted something to where everybody felt like they had a role. They had something that they had to do, something they could feel really a part of, whether paranormal or not. Um, so I took a little sabbatical, the short version, I took a sabbatical and revamped everything. And the Unified Paranormal Program is open to literally everybody and anybody. You don't have to be paranormal. You can just be, you know, you could be, I don't know, some kind of arts and crafts person. You want to be a part of it? Fine. Share your ideas. Share your, you know, evidence. Share whatever. And it's just a community to where you don't have to worry about judgment. You don't have to worry about people putting you down. And you can network kind of like what our brother Aaron's doing Aaron Wang with nationwide. Um, the only difference mm-hmm. with this is we created a YouTube channel that people can be a part of a discord channel to where we can talk and we have different tier programs so if somebody's a part of it for a certain amount of time or you know they're really involved, we give them a reward of moving up they can be a part of uh, a streaming network. It's kind of right. like a pair of poster, you know, or a pair link. so you can jump mm-hmm. on that, and um, which is another bonus for people, and on top right. of all that, the top tier you get merch. We have a merch store set up, and people can go and buy merch, and they can literally make money, they can help you know support their team and their communities. So, oh, you right. know it, you know it. CC, <laughs> I have a couple of phone calls I'm making if I'm coming to Florida. And it's gonna be fun. Ken Allen's on that list. The queen, Patty Adams, right. he's on that team. Cece, you're on that. Mm. Someone's gonna need bail money.
1: Yeah, me. Yeah. I, mean, I, <laughs> I, I, I know that feeling because I mean, every time somebody gets in my face and says something stupid, instead of thinking, this motherfucker, my first thought is, do I have bail money? Is it worth a felony? <laughs> so, uh, uh, Facebook users, thanks for stopping by. I, I apologize for calling you Facebook user. Uh, your name is not showing up, but if you leave a name in the comment, this way I can at least address you correctly. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> when you, uh, when you started, uh, Unified Paranormal, what were some of the challenges that you have faced? when you first started putting all this together? I think I think the biggest... Hey, Kimmy.
2: I think the biggest issue was the difference between P3 and the Up program. Um, okay. P3 had a, a structure to where it was Mackenzie and myself running it, and everything went through us, which is fine, but the Up program, the directors are the ones who run it. There is, you know, your, your colleagues, you you know, people who are involved, people who are part of the program. They're the ones who are running it to help you out. They're the ones who oversee everything that we don't make the decisions. McKenzie and I, we just, we had, it. we just have it. We, we set it up. We have it going for them. And we named a couple of directors who we trust completely to run this for us. Right. And it's, it's, Basically, anybody who comes in, if you have an idea of making something better, perfect. Let's, we want to hear it. We want to know about right. it. But on the same aspect, and I, I know you know this too, brother, there's a lot of negativity in our field. I'm not going to mm. say the D word, but there's a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And having a system of directors helps correct that a little bit. It makes it more of an umbrella that people can get behind and get underneath to protect themselves. So that way, if somebody comes yeah. up with, say, you know, a picture and they say, I caught an orb, they're not going to get castrated. You know, it's, it's constructive. Yeah, It's all constructive and it's, comp- and it's monitored at all times. So right. I think that was probably the biggest one is, is that difference.
1: Mm-hmm. So Facebook user is Jessie. Uh, I've actually started working with her in outer realm. Uh, she- mm people can start to expect to see some work from her because she is a film student and she got some pretty cool ideas. No kidding. Hey, Jesse. Uh, um, so, yeah. Uh, thanks for stopping by, Jess. Oh, there it is. Now. Sorry. Um. Okay. Yeah. This is uh, Shane uh, McLean, uh, of, uh, who I've met the i known him from when he was with the newest, but now he's started out of Realm. Uh, he's the director. He's the one that I spoke to. Okay. Okay. Hey, Shane. How you doing? A pair of Unity. Yep. He's, mm. he's uh, very adamant about that as well. Uh, so I know one of the things, you know, like you mentioned, uh, with the whole to- uh, toxic behavior in the field <laughs> uh one of the things that i've always kind of wanted to you know emphasize time and time again you know you mentioned constructive criticism yep uh on the other side of that you have to be willing to receive it you know be aware of you know what you caught might not be what you think it is yep uh be aware that there you are going to get opposition there's no getting around it everybody has a theory uh
2: But that's what makes this field so cool, is right. You know, in the paranormal, is it's it's, everything's a theory. I can sit here and say that every every spirit is purple. You can't prove or disprove that. To me, it is. You know, and you know, obviously, that's the biggest dream. Much love, Cece. But you know, that's that's the whole point of it. Like, you get these people who preach para unity, but are afraid to take constructive criticism. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, they castrate somebody for having a thought. I mean, you and I personally, we've, we've had a couple of debates about it. And it's never been heated. I mean, we've gotten into it. But yeah. at the end of the day, we're still laughing. We're still friends. We're still family. And, you know, right. I think that's one of the biggest things that, you know, has, has been
1: bugging me about this field. Well, you know, that and there's also uh, if somebody says something that you don't agree with. You don't have to sit there and attack them and try to destroy them no. either go out there and prove it or disprove it yeah. just you don't have to sit there and talk shit, yeah. take some action, prove it or disprove it i mean i I can't tell you how many times you know I would come across an article and you know everybody and I see arguments on both sides about whether certain locations are haunted that I took my friend Neil and Thomas with me, and we've gone out there and we we're like, okay. Let's see if we can validate this. Yeah. There's not enough of that. If I don't agree with you. Here's why. And if you disagree with me, I'm going to get you canceled, shut down, smear you. Yeah, whatever. Fuck off.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I've said this on my show, and I know you've heard it several times. If, mm-hmm. if you don't like what I'm saying, go somewhere else. <laughs> just <laughs> right. go somewhere else. There's there's plenty of other people to watch. You don't need to watch me. Right. I don't know why I have the audience I have, but <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. it's it's just one of those things where if you're gonna sit there and preach pair unity, then pair unity it you have to accept everybody.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like there, like Anthony, a brother of ours from the Texas Ray Thumpers, mm-hmm. he uses a Ouija board. He loves this He loves that thing. Mm-hmm. I personally don't use it. I think they're dangerous. Do I castrate him for that? Do I put him down for that? Absolutely not. What works for him works for him. And yeah. I, I think it was Lurker. I was talking. Yeah, it was. It was Lurker. I was talking to him one night off camera, and you know, we all we've all seemed to agree that there is no one piece of equipment that is going to get you absolute proof of the paranormal, a life after death. And there never will be. In our lifetime right now, there never will be any piece of evidence that is going to unite everybody to say that is 100% paranormal. That is absolute proof that there is life after death.
1: Right. It's not going to happen. Right. Well, you know, the other side of, another aspect of unity that, you know, very few people seem to catch, and it's actually a little surprising, opposition is what fuels innovation yep you know some people say well i don't trust the millimeter okay well let's make something that you could try okay why don't you like it okay let's work on that um you know the same thing with investigative technique i find that the estes method as it is is a little bit difficult to validate because the person with the spirit box is the only one that's hearing it.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Now, sometimes that spirit box will spit something out and the person doesn't understand what it is, but somebody else might. So when they say inaudible, I'm like, well, shit, if I could listen to it, I could probably tell you what it said. Mm -hmm. So instead of, you know, bashing it, I said, okay, do this. Get a splitter so that the person has the headphones on. And then there's a speaker that the camera can pick up. yep. And if both the person and the listeners pick up the same thing, great. Validation. Right. Well,
2: here, here's the problem. And I've said this before, and I know you've agreed with me on this. The paranormal field is like a huge jigsaw puzzle. What works for some doesn't work for others, which is fine. You can only put certain jigsaw pieces in certain places that's the way the paranormal field is it's going to take everybody doing their own thing their own way and put all their pieces together mind you together Mm -hmm. to figure out what's going on we already know that there's life after death we've already answered that question otherwise who the hell are we talking to Mm -hmm. the question now is what happens you know and we all have theories about it which is fine but we're not going to get answers if we're trying to shove, you know, different jigsaw pieces in other places, or we use the same piece, it's not going to happen. We all have to work right. together on it. End of story.
1: Yeah. And I'm assuming that this is uh, Shane again. Uh, everybody needs to, you know, stop being judgmental. And, and I agree. And, and I'll admit, I've been guilty as anybody else as being judgmental about certain processes or even evidence. Um, But Okay, so now, you get into a situation, now you have a heated discussion with somebody, and this guy's about, you know, it's about ready to just go full-on shit-fit mode. Mm-hmm. What are some of these suggestions that you would make to uh, other people to try to help, you know, take that situation down a notch? Well, <laughs> that's a loaded question, It's an, an idea. Well, you know me. I'm always going
2: to you up. <laughs> <laughs> So... Is it what I suggest people to do the right way, or what I personally would do? Because those are two completely different answers. <laughs> well, give it both, because one might work for somebody, and the other might work for somebody else. <laughs> Me, personally, if, especially if it's on my show, it'd be a really, shut the fuck up. That, that's right. basically what it'd be. It'd be like, really? Just, just shut up. You're getting heated over nothing. Just shut up. If you can't have right. a civil conversation, be open, because it's a two-way street, like you said, if you can't be civil about it. Grow up. You've got some growing up to do. Talk to me when you were a little more mature. Right. My best suggestion to everybody is if somebody wants to get really heated over something, two things. Number one, they're either really passionate about and you're either not listening to them <laughs> or they're just being a dick. They're being a Karen. And right. the, the, the best way to stop all of that is to stop giving them the attention. These, these trolls, yeah. these people who are out to destroy people, which, by the way, the little shot, and yes, I like to take a little jabs people, if you don't know who I am. Um, somebody said to me a couple, about a year ago now, that the following Tuesday, they were going to shut me down. Still fucking here. <clears throat> <Yeah>. Still waiting. <laughs> um, but if they're getting that upset about it, just tell them to go away. Don't give them the attention. Right. The, the, the thing is, is these Karens, Will run out of people to have, you know, an audience. They will run out of an audience. People will stop listening to them if we all just say, you know what, you're negative, you're drama, you're, you're toxic. I don't care, and they yeah. will have no one to go to. They can talk to a mirror.
1: Now, I do like what uh, David said about the ethics method of having an audio recorder go with it. That's another yeah. great way to, uh, you know, expand. method to you know help validate even further
2: Well, that's the thing in our field is validity can you validate Mm it you know if if two people are hearing the same thing and they're not even around like emmy emmy mckenzie pdx (laughs) i love that woman
1: the last time i saw her she was on anthony's show and she was gone Mm mm-hmm i love Poor girl just couldn't even she couldn't all i thought was the way and get a one side.
2: Uh-huh. <laughs> I even popped in on that one. I remember that. Yeah, but um, but no, like we were at the USS North Carolina. I don't know. You remember that investigation? Yeah. Um, about halfway through the night, or no, it was just in the, about the start of the investigation. Um, I had a little situation with my stream, so I had to run back up to the main deck, and I passed by the surgical section of it, and it was a tiny little hallway. I'm just going to call it a hallway. Yeah. I, I'm a military man. I know what the term is, but just for people at home, hallway. <laughs> I was walking <laughs> through, and I just so happened to glance in, in one of the doors, because they have them open with plexiglass for displays. And there yeah. was somebody standing there. And it wasn't a mannequin, because a lot of these were cardboard cutouts. You know, right. this was a full-on person standing there, scared the shit out of me. And I went, oh, stay there. I'll be right back. And I went, and I kept doing my thing. Probably about two hours later, Emmy screamed. <laughs> she saw the same thing. She told somebody about it. Little did she know, a couple hours earlier, I told him the exact same thing. I didn't. We didn't right. even plan it out. Like I literally just we. Were, I went out for a cigarette, and we were out there talking. And I said, "Hey, just let you know, when I was at this place in time, I had this. This happened to me." And two hours later she told the same person and he goes, huh, how weird. Matt said the same thing a couple of hours ago. <laughs>
1: so that's well, validation. All right. So real quick, tell a little people about the battleship. I mean, oh uh, where is it? <laughs> in, you know, what kind of history did it have?
2: So the USS North Carolina, and I'm not going to give all the spoilers away because I want right. you folks to do your research on it because it is an amazing piece of history. Um, it is definitely haunted. I will say that <laughs> I had uh, a partial-bodied apparition. It is obviously in North Carolina. Um, Jonathan Myers from Crossover Paranormal Society, uh, Cops. He, we had the privilege to meet him and Emmy and Patty Adams and a couple others, and I know Fedora Scott Morton from Wasp went down. Uh, him and his team, and it's an amazing and all-inspiring ship. And I know right. I've been on a lot of ships. I've, I've even when I was a kid, I had connections with the Navy. I've been on battleships, which is cool. I've been on the USS Midway, but there's just something about the USS North Carolina that's just awesome. It's 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 a different type of environment. Um right. It is obviously decommissioned. It is what mm-hmm. they consider dry docked. Um, there was only. I believe three deaths on board, which is odd to me. Why they're so it's so active with only three deaths. But I kind of get the feeling that because of how homely it really feels, the spirits have that connection to it. And the sailors have that connection. Um right. But there was only three deaths, and it was by a torpedo that actually hit. And you can investigate the spot where it hit, you have to pay a little extra for it. But um, it it's amazing, folks. It is definitely worth going to check out. Um, I know they accept donations for upkeep and stuff. I highly suggest doing it. Um, and honestly, for all of them, even a dollar, for, you know, anywhere. Any one of these right. historical locations. Um, but if you get the chance to do it, do it. But be respectful. I will tell you that. Oh, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying you're going to get hurt, but I'm saying if you want Good evidence. Read between the lines. If you want good evidence, be respectful. Just saying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. man, don't do what I did. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> fucking surfer. <laughs> yeah, well, <It> was... <laughs> you know, I think for you it's a little bit different because they could detect, you know, your your uh, your path service.
2: Well, it also didn't help that I was wearing uh, my veteran hoodie with my uh, with my medal. Mm-hmm. And I was just calling them out left and right. I was using every Navy term I could think of, muster, you know, mustering up. I was calling them out. Um, I was challenging them in a, in a way that only, you know, military members can do. Um, I was playing Anchors Away for them. I played the CB song. And <laughs> just an FYI for those who don't know, CBs are a part of the Navy. Mm-hmm. We are the construction battalion, C B. And uh, our motto is, we build, we fight. Fleet Navy, <laughs> the guys in the big gray floaty things don't like us too much. <laughs> I made my presence very well known that I was a CV. And uh, got some good reactions out of it. It was it was really cool, but it's right. all camaraderie.
1: Um, so, yeah, uh, Jess, she's in New York. Just wants to know how you feel about investigating in New York. Have you been there yet? I've been to New York. Um, It hasn't been since 9-11,
2: sadly. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been meaning to take a trip up there to pay my respects. But honestly, with the amount of history that New York has, anywhere there, anywhere there would be stunning. And it would be Mm -hmm. a great investigation. And honestly, anywhere. Um, What a lot of people think that I think they forget is it's not just a written history of a location. Like right. um, like Gettysburg. Gettysburg probably was still haunted because there was Native Americans there. You mm-hmm. know, there there's a lot going on in these locations in the this land that people forget. It's not just what was written down. And you can't tell me that every second of every day was written down and recorded. There are some things that were missed. Right. But, so but yeah New York I'd be let's go. Well, definitely get Victor there.
1: Get Don Vic
0: there.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the crap out of that poor guy. I can't wait. Um, but, you know, I, I totally know what you're talking about. Because there's a place, there's actually a lot of places in Minnesota. Um, before I get into that, just to kind of give a quick history rundown. Uh, for those of you who actually do your research and actually look at some of the shit they did in the 1800s, you know, this is like probably one of the most awful things that could happen. But in the 1800s, there was this sick trend where if they built a new house or, you know, if they knew where a burial mound was, they would dig that mound up and take the bones and put them on display in their house like it was some sort of trophy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and they would just build their homes or whatever right on top of it. Yep. Now, there's a place in Minnesota here uh, called the uh, Hennepin Bluff Park. Hmm. And it's a water lock. You know exactly what a water lock is, but for those of you who don't, uh, if you ever go on a river and you see a water lock, it's where the ship goes in, because the rivers are at two different levels, the ship Mm -hmm. will go into a specific dock, have the door locked, and it would fill or lower the water, whatever they need, to get the ship to match the next level they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. Well, in order for them to build this particular water lock, they blew up an island. The island was a, a collection of barrier mounds. They didn't even dig them up or nothing. They, they dynamited, dynamited the shit out of it. Uh, and so Oops. that part is haunted. And because of that negative history, it is also one of the worst places to be in that area because that's where all the junkies go, the homeless, uh, gangsters go. It It's really messed up. Mm
2: hmm.
1: So yeah, you had, I me, mean, you had me up until
2: the druggies and everything. Because obviously folks yeah. it is about safety. Like I'll go pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Like dark hallway, looks creepy, hear metal clanging, let's fucking go. Yeah. You get a bunch of homeless and drug addicts and mm,
1: Yeah. living is what scares me. <laughs> and uh so I mean, you know, we've talked about you know toxic people and you know negative anything. What are some of the things that you've experienced where uh, negative mindset or you know negative behavior actually impacted an investigation? I don't need names, but what were the situations where had that that has happened to you?
2: All right, fine. If you don't want names, I'll cut it down. Um, okay, well, fine. Do tell me names. You know? I mean, I don't care. I just... So for those of you who don't know, I've ran, in my uh, 17 years of doing this, I've ran three different paranormal teams. Um, the last one... I decided to back away from and to shut down because all they were after was money. Mm-hmm. They were after, they they just wanted to become the next Zach, which I don't know why, but you know, they they wanted to become stars. Which FYI, a little fun fact, their team shut down again. But I don't understand why. But they started faking their evidence. They started making things, and I'm not just talking about just you know, you have something, and all of a sudden, well, oh, look, it's moving, it's floating. Not like, no, I mean like telling the client it was worse off than what it was. Mm, yep. So they would scare their clients. They would you know get things just all riled up. They'd start provoking at inappropriate times. Like we have reports of children spirits, and they're calling you. Know, they're calling them out. Like, come on, motherfucker, let's go. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? You know, you miss out on some good evidence, but more importantly, you're missing the point. We're here to help the spirits. We're here to help these families. We're Mm -hmm. here to bring validation. You know, some of these, I don't think some teams understand that you can change people's lives with an investigation. I've saved marriages. I've helped reunite families. I've brought closure to people. You know, that's that's the beauty of this field. You can give them those answers. Right. And when you do stupid shit like that, you're just tarnishing not just the field, but yourself and your team. And, mm-hmm. you know, we missed out on what could have been one of my favorite investigations over stupid shit. You know, and again, it's it's all about focus. What are you about? Why are you in this field? Mm-hmm. And if it's about the all of dollar, fuck off.
1: Sorry, not sorry. We're here to spend (laughs) money, folks. Yeah. Well, I mean, on on that note, I I understand why some people would, you know, do something small to try to help, you know, generate some income, you know, like I'm doing with Spectre Radio. I'm not looking to be made rich, but if people would buy some merch, that would go a huge way to help me cover the cost for uh, StreamYard, RSS, you know, the software that I use. Yeah. Oh, but absolutely. You know, I'm
2: right there with you. Like Paravid Studios. That's mm-hmm. you know that's why I started it to try to help out with that financial, you know, bane of this. So I can continue doing what I love to do. Um right. with my merchandise, you know, all my merchandise, it, it goes for something. It goes right back into the field. It's not, you know, it's not I'm yep. not here to make me I I care less. But you know, if it happens, great. I won't say no. But at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and just be like, buy my merch, buy my merch, buy my merch, buy my merch. Oh, there's Fedora. Yeah. <laughs> That's Fedora <laughs> right there. I have busted. Um, But, you know, and, and my merch, I make as cheap as I possibly can. Right. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's, I don't know. And, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. Because obviously, like I just said, we're here to spend money. Yeah. You know, there's a way to help supplement that so we can keep doing what we want to do and have fun and doing these shows to help people out and the network and then have a good time and meet people. Fuck it. Right. Let's go. Let's support each other.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and, and when I had Night Watch, we never charged anybody to investigate no. their location. No. You know, because it, for us, you know, I, it, not only that, but I also never really cared who who was in the shot. I just wanted to make sure that somebody caught the event or the evidence. And I had people ask me, how can we never see you in the video? And it's like, because it's not about me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's not about Neil. It's not about Tom. It's not about anybody. It's about what are we getting? Yep. And
2: it's like Pennhurst. When I did Pennhurst for the global ghost hunt in May, you know, when we were mm-hmm. recording, I thought, okay, well, it's the consultants. It's the wicked,
0: hmm. It's
2: the wicked queen. You can deal <laughs> with that, Fedora. Love you, brother. <laughs> but, you know, I'm always in front of the camera. I'm always in front of the camera. I'm always doing these podcasts. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted to show what Penhurst really was. And on top of that, I got a great opportunity to show the world what my wife can do. What the wicked queen can do. You know, and it just, that makes good content, you know, and and I plan on doing the same thing. We're going to New Orleans. We're going to be doing uh, two, two hour sessions for the global ghost hunt live. And it's not Mm -hmm. going to be about me. It's going to be about Howard from paranormal swamp investigations. It's going to be about my wife and it's going to be about the stores, the shops, the people, the places, the investigation. You know, it's the passion of the people. I could give two shits. You know, I've always said if I become famous, I want it to be because of everybody. And that's the thing. Like, I I don't want it to be about me. I don't want to say Mm. I got here from me and my hard work. No, I want to say my hard work got, like, people like yourself, you know, people we work with, all of us come up together. If I have a million followers, I want you to have a million followers. Right. You know, and that's the way it should be just supporting everybody, having fun. And if everybody just stops for a second and thinks about it for just a moment, if we combine all of our followers, we could really do some damage in this field. We can get teams who are hiding, and I know they are because they feel like they're not good enough. They get on one of our shows and automatically a million people know who they are.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: That is a blessing on its own. I don't care who you, who Allah, Muhammad, God. I don't give a shit who you want to say a blessing comes from a tree. I don't right. what the fuck. But it the the fact is is we can do it together. It's it's not about it's not about money. If it happens, great. But I mean, the fa- the I think the biggest issue, I've always said the biggest issue is ego. No, the biggest issue is money in our field. It's a piece yeah. of fucking paper, folks. Yeah, we. Yeah. I mean. Aaron, you and you and I will test this. Our microphones, our software, <laughs> our computers, they ain't yeah. fucking cheap. Hell no. But you know what? The better equipment we have, the better content we can give everybody. And the more followers mm-hmm. we all have, the more followers everybody else can. We can share everybody out and have some fun with it.
1: Yep, and it also gives us the opportunity to be able to help more people.
2: hmm 100%. And that's another thing.
1: You know, if somebody, like... Right now,
2: we're streaming on my personal Facebook page. Well, I know, and you're all over the place, too. But if if somebody who doesn't know the paranormal, somebody just sees it, they've had some weird stuff happening at their house, they want answers, they'll hear it, they'll see it, they'll say, oh, wait, so I'm not insane. There is something going on here. I, I need to get proof of this. And they'll reach yeah. out, and they'll contact, and they'll network. So, I mean, that's... I can't say it enough. I'm going to go, you know, I'm, where's my babe? <laughs> yeah. No,
1: I agree. You know, um, <laughs> uh, you know, you and Shane have the same idea. Shane's idea, uh, mindset is, if I grow, we grow.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and that's definitely the right idea. Um, oh, Neil is talking about the Dustin Family Massacre site.
2: Okay. That was a weird
1: place. And uh, real quick, it's an area out in uh, the middle of nowhere, uh, around central Minnesota. And in the 1800s, you know, as the uh, European settlers and uh, industrialists and all that moved westward, uh, they called it the great land grab. Okay. Uh, it really it should have been called the land theft.
2: Hmm. That
1: never um, happened in American history. Yeah, and you know one of the things that uh, people fail to understand is that not every settler that came that came to America were really aware of where the land was coming from. They were just given the deed, mm-hmm. and so this family, the Dustin family, was on their way out to their site, and they were ambushed by I think it's like four or five Indians. The whole family was massacred except for one little girl who hid beneath the seat in the wagon. Mm. And, uh, I mean, she watched her brothers get speared and uh, scalped. She watched her family members get burned alive and things like that. Uh, And and the whole family uh, had their own plot in the cemetery. But they marked the spot at the memorial with a stone. And then eventually the place was bought out for farmland. So they picked up the stone and moved it several hundred feet. Mm. so that's the history of the place when I was out there with Neil and Tom, we were getting some of the most unnatural growls and grunt coming through the SB7 mm. not, not voices, not words just, uh, uh, uh. And it was coming through the spirit box, at first I thought there was actually something around us, so I'm shining my light in the cornfield uh, in uh, the, the water area that was next to it mm-hmm. nothing and it was all coming through the spear box.
0: No um,
1: yeah. Super weird place. Um,
2: I, I really like what Neil uh, says, too, about the new places to investigate. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and here's the other thing, too. If if done correctly, that one, yeah. If done correctly, yeah. when you go to these places, like earlier, Cece was here. She was talking about coming to Florida. Mm -hmm. When you go to these places and you meet the people that you've been chatting with, it's not a, hi, how are you? It's like, get your ass over here. Give me huggies. Yeah. You know, or unless you're meeting Scotty, then it's, he'll just hump your leg. But It's actually not as bad as what you think. Wear pants, wear waiters. I don't care. You might want to wear waiters, (laughs) But um, it's not as bad as you think. It doesn't take a month, which is odd. But um, (laughs) but it's like meeting family. Like mm-hmm. I, I know when you and I meet face to face, it ain't gonna be no handshake. It's gonna be <laughs> come here, big boy. Yeah, you as know... long as the hands are above the waist, I'm good. No promises. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Crocodile Dundee. <dumpy>. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but no, and it's it's like Scott. If, if Scott's still here, every time I see Scott, it's like a family reunion. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's the same way with his team with Wasp. You know, I I see them, like Leaffoot, Heather, and all them. I just just give me a hug. Well, you can't really hug Lee. He's more of a handshaker. You can try to hug Lee, but right. it might not work out too well for you physically. <laughs> um, but no, then that's that's the whole point of it. You, know, you can go to these places, and it's not like you're investigating somewhere new and unknown. You've got somebody right there, like yeah. New Orleans. You know, I've never been. Mackenzie's never been. We're going there with Howard. Howard's been there a lot, so. You know, it, it's really cool. It's really cool that the the time we live to network with, and yeah. you know, the
1: people we can meet. So it's good. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, you know, that was the one thing that I, you know, I'd always hoped to do uh, with Nightwatch, but uh, you know, one member uh, moved uh, way out, way up north. You know, and uh, Neil. He's in the audience, you know, and I, and I always wish him the very best and, you know, his success and his pursuit for happiness. Uh, but, but I am thinking about starting another team. Um, wow. and yeah, <laughs> and I've, already got, I've already got a few locations in mind that I want to hit up. Um, but, yeah, I've always wanted to network with other investigators because sometimes they may have something uh, gather a piece of evidence that could be the missing piece in my investigation, Hundred percent. You know, and it, it, honestly, I shouldn't even call it my investigation. It's it, the area that I have been investigating, but haven't been able to get all the pieces to.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. And you know, I've I've heard a lot of people. You know, when they hear about me wanting to start a team, I don't have any equipment. I don't care if you have equipment or not. You can use some of mine. I want to know how serious are you about this? You've got
2: three to four pieces right here. Yeah, Yeah. at least four. Mm -hmm. Digital camera, digital video camera, voice recorder, and a flashlight. Yep. There, you have four
1: pieces. You have more than what most have. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and so... Because I've had people come out with me, and clearly they just were not there. Mm. They just wanted to try to get that one YouTube viral moment that they could be a part of, and... Good luck. You know, whatever, and... I'm still waiting for mine. Yeah. I have so many videos that I never even release.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, only because, you know. It, again, you and I always talk about this. It's, numbers are nice, but the, the quality's got to be there. The commitment's got to be there. I mean, it's got to be something that we can honestly put our stamp on it and be like, okay, this is what we got. This is what we're proud of. And by all means, good luck disproving it. If you can more power to you, you have my respect.
2: the only exception to that rule is my show. At the end of my show, I'm just like, (laughs) fuck it. It happened. It happened. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) But, you know, um, yeah. Tell us a little bit more about Pennhurst. I mean, I know Pennhurst is like probably one of the most famous location, but it seems like most of the people I talk to, uh, it's, there's no middle ground. It's one extreme or the other. They all have the same story or they have something very different. You know, you almost never hear anything in the middle. Well, you're about to.
2: <laughs> so here's the thing. So when when we were 100% going to Pennhurst, Obviously Mackenzie and myself were like giddy little school children, me more than her. I was like (laughs) and dead people. But um we were all excited about it, um, because we got to meet Chrissy, Scotty, and you know, a couple others, and we were happy, we were excited about this. Right. And when we rolled up to the location, you just knew right away where you were at. Mm -hmm. I mean it. It's not scary or intimidating. It's more like, you better be respectful. (laughs) Uh, uh, Imposing. mm, And I will have to get, I have to always give a shout out to Caden and Autumn. Uh, They were our tour guides that night. Um, And they did our tour, which I did a live video on, which guys, go check it out because these two are phenomenal. They know their shit. And this I is going went, to be on your uh, uh, Paranormal Consultant YouTube? Yep, it's on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's, it's all over. Um, but I will tell you guys this, I went in, like probably most of you, thinking, Penhurst, Big Bad, Dark Energy, Scratch Bite, you know, Getting Attacked, Let's Fucking Go, Sleeves Rolled Up. Right. After listening to them, my whole mentality changed. You know, you, have people gotten attacked there? Absolutely, yeah, they've gotten attacked there, but not for the reason why you think. Oh, it's hey. abyss paranormal. You guys, you want to see some good investigating? No, no bullshit. Check out, abyss. They are paranormal, freaking amazing, amazing team. They killed it in the global ghost hunt in May. Yes, I'm going to keep shouting you out. So, hmm. um, <laughs> but it, it really changed my whole perspective on things. The reason why people are getting scratched is because that's the spirit's trying to communicate. When they were alive, they had a mental disability. To so a lot of them were nonverbal. yeah So, they would scratch, they would pinch, they would bite. They were trying to get your attention. And you want to talk, kind of put it as a to get you guys in the right mindset. Think of the patients at Penhurst. Now, mind you, this was a nursing school. This, this mm-hmm. wasn't an asylum like they think. It, it was a nursing school. A lot of the patients there or residents think they were treated like um, Auschwitz. And I don't want to go to that far of an extreme, but that's the closest thing that I can think of. Right. Because you're talking cramped spaces, terrible hygiene, it, not really experimented on, just kind of Go away! We're yeah. gonna push you to the side. There, there's a there's stories of them standing in hallways, freezing hallways, naked, waiting for a bath. Mm. And it wasn't just a nice little saw the uh, spa scrub down. No, it was throw you in the tub, wash you down real quick, throw you out, yep. and it was just go, go, go. And they got treated like this, so it, it was torture for these people. And I mean, there's even a story about a kid arriving on a train, just dumped right off. Mm-hmm. And once you start thinking like that, it, it changes your investigation style. Like I went in thinking I'm going to get attacked, I'm going to be pinned up against the wall. Let's fucking go. Yeah. But once I heard the stories about everything, Mackenzie and I looked at each other, and I, we just went, "We can't investigate like that. We we can't. We we can't right. go in boorish and." You know, aggressive. So Mackenzie, I didn't even co- I didn't even tell her to. She took the reins on it, and she was very understanding, very polite with them. She wanted to play games with them, and treated them like people. Mm-hmm. And we got some really good evidence. I mean, it even to, it was to the point where we were joking about TikTok. I don't know if you guys absolutely, absolutely. They were neglected. I don't know if you've seen that the guy on TikTok who does like the dinosaur. He's always a dinosaur. He goes raw about things. Yeah. Yeah. We found a stuffed animal. I thought it was a turtle at first and I was ragging on none other than Raymond. I was ragging on him about his stuffed Fucking animals from Baz. Yep. And we noticed it was a dinosaur. And I don't know what possessed me to do this. No pun intended. <laughs> but I went I'm TikTok trendy. Rar. <laughs> and we were just wandering the halls of Penhurst just going rar. Do you know rar? Can you say rar? Do you know what TikTok right. is? You know, and we were doing stuff like that just to have fun. And we got some good evidence. And I'd love to go back. And you know,
1: it, it's it's a different feeling. It's it's really cool. Right. Well, you know, that would be uh, the one thing that I've always, you know, Felt when you investigating when you're investigating a place where the people that died had severe mental problems or physical disabilities, mm-hmm. and you know the the harshest of life back then. I agree. You have to take a completely different approach in how you investigate. Hundred percent. Because you know, uh, uh, one example, you know, Neil. With here when this happened we found a cemetery uh that was for the uh children and young adults that were abandoned in the 1800s now originally they were dumped off at a state hospital down in Fairboat, which is in southern minnesota mm-hmm. and then when they built a new hospital in cambridge uh more toward the northern central minnesota um they took all the kids that were physically or mentally disabled and uh, orphaned and moved them up there now while they were in Fairboat half of the kids were deaf or had some sort of physical or uh, mental disability and they went to the state academy for the deaf which I went there and uh we got there we we're talking to them nothing couldn't get anything to happen
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then i remembered the whole state academy connection and i started talking to them in sign language and i told them that i was a student at that school too now every time we go there they're hitting our equipment but that night they wouldn't leave our equipment alone
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um and so with mental patients, not only do you have to think, you know, try to be more kind to them, but you also have to be very careful because they're a patient who weren't aware that they were violent and unruly. It was just all they knew. Yep. And if you start a fight with them, they're gonna be just as crazy in the spirit form as they were in the natural. Absolutely. And that's scary.
2: Well and in- like I did get scratched at Pennhurst, which I'm I'm proud to say. Mm-hmm. Um it was it was towards the end of the other night and Mackenzie and I we were driving back home because we're obviously in Pennsylvania, we're in Central PA. It's about a three and a half hour drive, so we didn't want to stay until two AM because that was gonna be a long freaking day. Right. Um so we went back to our base and we are asking everybody, "Hey, where's where Scotty at?" And we already said goodbyes to pretty much everybody. It's like, "Where's Scotty?" And they're like, "Oh, well, he's down in the in the lower level here." And we're like, "I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to go say goodbye to him." And Mackenzie said, "I'm just going to stay up here." I said, "Okay." I said, "Do you want me to tell him bye?" And she goes, "Well, I don't care." <laughs> That's her way, by the way, folks <laughs> of saying yes. Um, so I went down, and I saw him. He was in this back room, and this is this is on video. Um, I didn't have my my phone out at the time because I was just going to say goodbye. He was live streaming. And I go walking up and I said, hey, brother, we're going to get going. He goes, oh, okay. And we start chatting on his uh, live stream. And all of a sudden I felt something burn really bad. And I was like, the fuck? I was like, "Uh uh-oh. I was like, uh, Scotty? he goes, what? And I go, I think I just got scratched. So immediately, by the way, folks, if you don't know, This is a good practice to to do. I put my hands up like this, showing the camera, not touching myself anywhere. And I'll just say I was on my neck so I can show you. Took my pinkies, grabbed, showed I was just grabbing just the clothes, and I showed him. Sure shit, I got scratched. Right. He, He had it on video. So I took my hands away, grabbed my phone, started recording. Oddly enough, he said he got he think he thought he got scratched. He didn't. Right. He just had to scratch his ass. He had Mitch. <laughs> but while we were down there, we started getting stuff. We started getting uh footsteps. We started hearing shuffling. We started hearing um just a bunch of different things. We started mm-hmm. seeing shadows that just weren't weren't where they're were supposed to be. And I started to investigate because that's what I fucking do and this is all recorded by the way guys you can see this as i'm recording and asking questions and scotty and i are going back and forth between our questions mackenzie comes down and she goes are you fucking investigating down here without me (laughs) i was like but i got scratched she goes you bitch i went but but i got scratched i don't fucking care (laughs) 100% <laughs> 100% unscripted. That's what. That's how my wife is. But, uh, but no, and that's that's the thing. Like, I didn't. You don't act negatively. You, you right. don't. You you know. I mean, there's times where I've been choked before, and I'm just like, ooh, harder. You know, it's it's just one of those things. You just you don't give them the more negative energy. Don't get upset with it. Yeah. You know. I mean, pretend you're a sadist and say, do it harder. I don't know. <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> But, you know, Penthurst was, was unique. It was It's probably, out of all the places I've been, it's probably one of my top. It's probably top five.
1: Right. Now, with your investigation that you've done over the years, uh, and I know, I know I've asked you this question, you know, when I had Spectre Radio running the first time, uh, but we have some new listeners. So what has been... The one paranormal, I'm not, not so much your worst paranormal experience because I th- some, if I say that then people are thinking what was the most violent one and, and it doesn't have to be that but what was the one per, uh, investigation that you did that made you think okay, you know what, maybe I probably shouldn't do this
2: So before I answer that let me just say there is another word that gets passed around the paranormal field a lot thanks to somebody who likes to rip their shirt off on camera, running around, saying mm-hmm. everything's demonic. Yeah. I ran into, th- at least, two guaranteed, maybe a third true, true demonic. Right. And I would probably say the first one. First one I ran into was probably the absolute worst. It had all the signs. It had all the signals. It had all the, all the pieces spit beautifully you couldn't ask steven spielberg couldn't do any better right and i was cocky i'm not gonna lie i was cocky about it and my mindset was i'm gonna make sure if it is this i want proof Mm -hmm. Oops! consultant bit off a little more than what he thought I walked into that investigation that night, and remember those waiters from earlier? Yeah, they were filled, and it wasn't with that. It was with something else. <laughs> and it was brown and slushy right it It was not a good thing. And again, that's where I was humbled because you have to know your limits. but I'd probably say that first one. that first one just no. that I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemies. Right. You know, and honestly, if dipshit is running into him, if he runs into an actual one, that I want to see. Oh, for sure. Because, I mean... mm, boy, you car-eyed wolf. <laughs> Wolf's got bigger fangs, bitch. <laughs> yep. yep. But, yeah, that I was, mean... that's, that's probably, as far as the worst, that, yeah, no, hands down.
1: Well, you know, it's just, I remember... I remember when I first watched the Ghost Adventure documentary, I was thinking, oh, cool. This could be like a really cool thing. You know, uh, Goldfield, um, known, uh, ghost, uh, haunted town because of its history. Yep. And so much of it is still the original building material from when it was first operational. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but yeah, then I remember the first time I saw him take off his shirt and try to be the anti-bully dude. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? What the fuck are you going to do to a ghost, buddy? He's already dead. Hey. You know? You know. <laughs> and go, ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I, I just, it, and then, you know, so the first time he does that, I'm like, you know, I was like, oh, gosh, whatever. And then I saw him do it again. And I was like, oh, please don't let this be a thing. <laughs> now, it's like every other episode. Let's go! Let's go! And I'm like, please, if there really is a ghost there, just kick his ass for me one time. Just one time. I think that's you a know, hang him upside one, down. Yes, something.
2: You know, and for for me, where I really lost it was when they did the Cosmopolitan Hotel in San Diego mm-hmm. and the Casadea Studio. The reason why is I personally investigated the cosmopolitan hotel two weeks prior and my san diego team was always around the casa dea studio always Mm -hmm. like we were going out literally almost every night for almost two three years and i'm telling you right now there is nothing malicious (laughs) in the cosmopolitan hotel well maybe now but yeah, I mean, when we were there, I caught some of my best evidence I've ever caught in my life at that place. And I'll tell you what, he sat there and says that, you know, he brought in a mariachi band and there's a Hispanic spirit there. Bullshit. There is a right. gentleman named John. He's amazing. He's a great guy. He loves the staff. He loves the people. He just is chilling, doing his thing. Like, he'll He'll hang out with you. He's just one of the guys. And when he brought in a mariachi band, I have you ever seen Airplane, the old movie, Leslie Nielsen, or oh, not, oh yeah. 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 They all do the Facebook. Yeah. We all did that. We're like, oh are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? So yeah. No. No, bad. He's bad. <laughs> and I still say, I will out investigate that motherfucker anytime, anyplace, anywhere. With a flashlight, let's fucking go. Bring his whole camera crew. Go for it. Give me a mm-hmm. flashlight. I'll do a better investigation.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, and I know a lot of people out there, especially the women, are probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but I've actually, uh, anytime I hear people doing that, I say, oh, they got the douchebagging syndrome.
2: He's got the mic.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I remember uh, the first time they got into a lot of trouble because Aaron Goodwin, who was almost fired from the show for doing that, hmm. uh, openly admitted that when they couldn't get evidence, the network told them to make evidence. Yep. And for me, that's just so fucked up because now they completely throw the credibility of the paranormal field into question.
2: And, you, you know, I've actually been in that situation. I was offered a TV spot, my mm-hmm. my team out in San Diego. We were offered, it. and I told them no because that's what they wanted us to do. I said, "Listen, you wanted me for a reason. Mm-hmm. We we're doing it my way," and I still hold true to that. Now, why right. am I against? You know, if we catch something like you say, hey, can oh, there's Jonathan talking about him earlier. His ears must have been ringing. What's up, brother? <laughs> but um, I was just telling everybody about the North Carolina. Yep. But um, like I, I'm all for it if you say, "Hey, can you give me a sign of your presence?" You go, "Yeah, let's let's have some fun with it." You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you, can get, you can get ambitious. But I've always said, if you're going to be in front of one of these fucking things, a camera, be entertaining. That's your right. job. You have to be entertaining. That's right. how you're going to keep people. Not by like I can sit here like you can't see my hand, but oh no, my vape's moving. Look. It's paranormal. Oh, it's a demon. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> Please. I
1: don't know. I just, like, don't sell yourself out. It's not right. worth it. And uh, real quick, uh, we've we mentioned, you know, Jonathan Meyer from Crossover Paranormal. Uh, if you get a chance, check him out. Uh, I mean, he, he's a genuine down-to-earth country boy who good goes to some amazing places.
2: He's a good old boy. Him and his dad, him yep. and then
1: pops, with, uh, with Parapig Studios. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so again, check him out, and uh, thanks for stopping by, Jonathan. Much love, hey. brother. Yep. Uh, David says hey to Jonathan. Hey. Uh, got the gold field. Mo- yep. What uh, the episode? See, what, which is. That's the Pop. only good one.
0: Mm.
1: Looking back, none of them were good. None no, of them. I mean, in, in, not the series, but the actual documentary, the very first one. You know, because I mean, that one just felt more genuine. You know, I, I didn't buy everything, I but it just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, here's, here's the
2: thing, folks, and I get it. These people need to make a living. I get it. I 100% get it. My thing is, if you're going to fake evidence, big or small, Put a fucking disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't but it mess just, it up for the rest of us. Exactly. Put it doesn't even have to be. Hey, we're faking shit. You know, you don't need to run that. No, just put for entertainment purposes only.
1: Yep. Or you could even go so far to say uh, this scene has been dramatized. You yeah. know, just yeah, just don't try to sell me some bullshit. This
2: guy is drama. This guy is drama. No. Um, yeah. <laughs> This guy is full of shit. Um, But no, like, before, after, during, just put, just put it for entertainment purposes only. Because if you say you're a part of the field, then you're representing all of us. Whether you know it or not, whether you know somebody or not, you're representing the entire field. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to fake something. Just put it for entertainment purposes only. Who cares? If if you say it's for entertainment, then everybody knows. We'll have some fun with it. Yeah.
1: Scare the yep. shit out of each other. Who cares? Prank each other. I don't give a fuck. Oh, I, 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 do that. I do that on almost every investigation. Poor Thomas. His blood pressure must have been through the roof.
2: Well, it's it's just like Baz. I'm the same way during an investigation. I'll prank somebody. <laughs> Hell, I had we had uh, Moe's. a. I don't know if you guys have them. It's like an American-Mexican restaurant. I had most probably actually I, I, I it was like a Chipotle or uh, well anyway. Yeah. I had some spicy ass queso. That shit was hot. Mm-hmm. I knew it was gonna what was gonna happen, and I saved every bit of it for Benhurst. Well, you didn't hear in a lot of the videos. Much love, about bullshit. But um <laughs> but the echoes in the acoustics. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that was fun. We I mean, had some fun with it. It's okay, but you know, you don't say it's evidence.
1: Oh, That's and guess what? I saw. Hey. Yep.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we were just talking shit about you a little bit ago, Emmy. We woo <laughs> Love you. <ya. laughs> yeah, if you don't, if you if you get the chance, check out Pediac Paranormal. They've got a couple of podcasts on their own. Mm-hmm. Uh, her and J Mac. They are. Hilarious to watch, though. So check Mac them Oregon. out. Yeah. Yep. I love those two.
2: They do the wee-woo-wee-woo. Wee woo.
1: <laughs> oh, and if you ever get the chance to talk to Emmy, uh, I don't know if she figured out a way to bring it back, but ask her about the big, hard, throbbing, wiggly eggplant. Mm-hmm. It makes me feel a certain
2: way. As long as
1: something else wasn't burning, Emmy, I think you're okay. (laughs) Either that or you might need to adjust the amount you take.
2: Hmm. (laughs) Absolutely, it is an attitude, it's a way of life. The wee woo is a way of life. Yep, I actually caught myself at work doing that. I forget, I forget what happened, but I was, like, pissed off one day, and I was like, you need a wee-woo. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, what? I'm like, nothing. It just made me giggle. Uh, but, see, and then something else, too, like, these shows, these shows that we do, they're, they're therapy, Let's be honest. Mm. We all, this is a cheap therapy for us. We get on, we talk about whatever, we vent, we make some stupid-ass jokes, we meet some funny-ass people, and we have fun takes us away from reality. Who cares if it's for an hour or two or an hour's case, six, or... Yeah. (laughs) ...longer. Or a seven-hour fast stream. Uh, uh, That was, what, New Year's? (laughs) 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 Yeah, about that. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it doesn't matter. It's fun. And, you know, everybody always says, like, today, for example paranormal i was told the paranormal what what i'm doing here is a waste of my time bullshit i help people if anything they get a cheap laugh they Mm. learn something they know there's people who care who actually want to help them you know it's community service and i enjoy it i enjoy what i do right if you don't like it i never asked you to be a part of it
1: right well yeah go ahead no, I'm good. Uh, I was just going to say, you know, uh, I know we kind of touched on that a little bit earlier, but I kind of want to get back to it because... Um, I don't get It, back. it mm-hmm. is so For me, it's so important, uh, only because it affects both the people who are uh, suffering it and those who are around it, and that uh, the issue of mental health. And one of the reasons why I'm such a vocal supporter of you know mental health awareness if you're going to be a paranormal investigator you have got to have your head on right because whether you're an investigator or a research after a while this stuff starts to break you down inside
0: yep.
1: if you're not careful Yep. Um, you know and, and it happened to me that's one of the reasons why I left the field for a while I caught myself becoming the person i hated well i mean let's
2: let's let's look at it for what it is brother we in the paranormal field and i'm not talking about bigfoot aliens or whatever the paranormal ghost hunters whatever you want to call us we deal with death think about that for a second Mm -hmm. we deal with death i mean we go into places that most people would shit themselves we yeah. talk to people who have passed away, who have lived such terrible lives or some good lives. You know, we hear the stories. We get, we put ourselves out there mentally, physically, emotionally, mm-hmm. like what Avista said. You know, we put ourselves at risk every time we go out, whether we're going to a cemetery or a penhurst or a Waverly or wherever. We put ourselves in that predicament. And if right. you're not mentally prepared for it, you shouldn't be there. Right. Like, like I have, I, I, we all have our own ways of coping with the outside world. We all have our own way of doing things. Mm-hmm. The night of Penhurst, and for every investigation that I will ever go on, I have a certain ritual that I do. I stand in front of the location. I take it all in. I just let the environment just come at me. And I match the energy. And what I mean is. If it feels creepy. I pump myself up. I get that adrenaline going. Because I know I'm going to need it. If it's more laid back. Like the North Carolina. Mm -hmm. I sit there and I slow myself down. I slow the emotions. I slow the adrenaline. And I just kind of get myself into a nice relaxed state. And then I start walking around the property. I go check it out. I check out every aspect of it. I look at what 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 am i going to get myself into what what kind of vibe is this environment giving off mm-hmm. and the most important step of all that is as soon as i get on that property like i'm outside as soon as i step in what's back here doesn't fucking matter right it does not matter i'm all right here right in the now and that's and to me i think that's one of the most important lessons that i've ever learned because right. you can't bring the outside into an investigation. You had a bad day at work, you're pissed off, stay the fuck home if you can't get it, if you can't get it mm-hmm. together. And the opposite is true too. When you leave, leave it all at the investigation. Don't bring it home with you. Yeah, you know, right. if you hey. had a bad night, so what?
1: Right. Well, I mean, there's that, and there's also, you know, kind of touching on what uh, Abyss Paranormal is talking about here, uh, empath, mm-hmm. uh, generally people with any ability, uh, if they're the ones that are having the, the issue of stress, anxiety, fear, uh, or whatever else, depression, you know, you really have to be extra careful mm-hmm. because not only can that affect you even worse, it, that can in turn, Change the whole investigation. 100%. You know, uh, this is where you start to see people becoming, uh, bringing home attachment, uh, mm-hmm. being negatively Im- uh, impacted. I mean, it's, it's one thing when the spirit is trying to convey uh, a moment to you and it becomes overwhelming. Yeah. But it's another thing entirely to be in such a negative place in your mind that they now attach themselves to you and just com- uh, completely screw everything up for you. In your your home life, your personal life, you know, you hear stories of people lashing out. I mean, look at the Constantinos. Yeah. You know, rest in peace. You know, that is such a tragic situation. That's probably one of the uh, most recent and well-known cases where mental health plays such a huge role as a paranormal investigator.
2: Oh, 100%. And if you're an empath, to be honest with you, and like Mackenzie, she's an empath. And Mm -hmm. you can see that during penhurst you i mean you you heard me say that she called me a bitch, you know and that's her that's her normal when she's investigating she started more laid back more you know more empathetic she was more soft she was softer with the with the spirits i suggest highly suggest to everybody that's an empath if you start feeling any sort of way that it does not make you comfortable, get off property. Keep Mm -hmm. in mind, I said property, not location. Don't go to the front yard. Don't go to the backyard. Go across the street. Go down the street. Go to the corner. Get off that property. Mm -hmm. And do not come back until you are recentered. Because the more... You're like a sponge. The more you... The more you're around that, the more you're exposed to it, the more you will bring it in. Hmm. You have to keep yourself in check. And I mean, even the mediums. Mediums are anybody who has a, any type of gift. Same yep. exact way. If you feel something that is not you, that is making you uncomfortable, back out. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. And I'm not saying do a dude run. We all know that iconic one from Ghost Hunters don't don't turn around and go buck and run no don't do that bad right just say can you please excuse me i appreciate what you're doing can you just give me one moment please and walk mm-hmm. away don't run walk and no matter what happens keep going i don't care if Casper's going excuse me excuse me Excuse no
1: keep going mm-hmm. <laughs> don't stop until you're off property well I I so agree with the running part. Uh, when I had night watch, out, was actually one of the rules, no running. Uh, and that's just, not only is it uh, to, to not induce a state of panic in your mind or in the whole situation, but it's a safety concern. Because the last thing you want to do would be, you know, hauling ass across the cemetery in pitch black because you got freaked out. You're either going to mess up a headstone or Joint some of them folk if you crack a head right. I was gonna say, you'd, I think the headstones would win, but
2: yeah. um, but no, the, there's only one way you should be running this. You gotta shit. Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's playing, you know, peekaboo. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, taking the Browns to oh. the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. no unless you just <laughs> want to drop a squat right there, have at it. I ain't gonna yeah. lie. I, I pissed on a couple of trees in the cemetery. I've apologized for it, but I'm just like you know. sorry. And and said, and at least you go cold. On, Yeah, at least you go on the yeah. edge of it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No, uh, one hundred always. He <laughs> <You> don't say <laughs> you need a shower. <laughs> yeah. no. say ah. No, don't yeah, do that. don't do that.
1: Um, but yeah, so, I mean, it, when it comes to mental health, you know, for those of you that are listening or will be listening or watching. We apologize you know. profusely. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously, you know, it, I know that for years there's been a lot of stigma about seeing therapists, yeah, about seeing counselors. But in this day and age, especially as a paranormal investigator, because so much of what we do can be so profoundly overwhelming, mm-hmm. do see somebody you know, a minimum reach out to any to any of us, right? And if you're not comfortable with a therapist, find somebody in your community.
0: Yeah,
1: you know, I mean, I'm sure one of us will listen to you. I mean, we're all a little crazy over here, but we can well, relate.
2: No, we we haven't really hung out that much, but a little. <laughs> what fuck are you on?
1: Right, but yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Moo.
2: <laughs> Did you see that one, brother? Do you know about that? Which one? Uh, what uh, Abyss is talking about? Do you know about that? Not the one below. it. Oh, this the one? last. Uh huh.
1: Do you know about that story? Oh, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: Emmy told told about that.
2: Yeah. Fuck. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I wish I could see that video. I mean, I think it's still up, I Emmy. Mean, if you're yeah. still here, is it on
2: yours or is it on uh, the Paranormal Queens? I think it's on one of the YouTube channels. It's either the G Teams or uh, PDXs.
1: But okay. that's the funniest shit. Nor I mean that. Yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I will say my favorite scene. And I know we've kind of talked about this earlier, but my favorite scene with Zach Bagan is the bloodthirsty bat removal. Jesus Christ. That is gold. And if you haven't seen it, people, what it is is uh, I think they were at Ashmore. I think so, yeah. And they were inside the building and they found a bat. So they okay, like, we need to get rid of this bat. So Zach Bagan is leading. The extermination squad, he got what looked like it was supposed to be a pool cleaning net. And Aaron Goodwin is behind him. Nick Groff is behind them. And Nick Groff got the camera. Aaron looks at the camera and goes, watch. And tapped Zach Baggins on the elbow. Zach Baggins, and I will to say this, turned into a little bitch. Turned into? Even more of a little <laughs> bitch. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, if, if you get the chance, go on YouTube, search Ghost Adventures Bloodthirsty Bat Removal. You will not be disappointed. It might, might, you know, upset some of your lady because they just go to show that Zach Baggins is not the badass he makes himself out to be. Um, but for the rest of us, it is gold.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna elaborate on that one. Make sure you don't go on their YouTube channel. You go to somebody else's
1: who's a yeah. that,
2: because don't give them the views. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: Sorry, not but, you sorry. Know, <laughs> but you know, speaking of comedy stuff, you know, uh, if and I'm sure Matt'll probably let you do this too. But if you get the chance, if you got some hilarious uh, footage of something that happened to you on a paranormal investigation, cut it down to the right side so that Facebook will allow it and post that shit on Specter Radio. Absolutely, you, you know, know paranormal do, programs open to anybody. Yep, and uh, you know. Let's get some good laugh. Let's just, you know, show that it's always shit and giggles until someone giggles and shit. Then it's just fucking hilarious. But, yep. Uh, or you even, you know, come on,
2: even better. Come on the show. The Paraverse, the Paraverse not the shameless plug, but yeah. um, the Paraverse <laughs> podcast. It's honestly open to everybody. Doesn't matter, if paranormal or not. You want to come on? Let's go. Just let me know. Yep. I'll have anybody on. I don't give a shit.
1: But okay, I mean, she everything is on
2: the uh the G team. Yeah, yeah. But oh, it's funny as fuck. But no, and that's the thing. Like the main thing in our field is to have fun. Mm-hmm. As an absolute, I couldn't tell you how many fucking pranks I pulled on team members. I don't dare pull one on the Wicked Queen for my own physical safety. Well, yeah, you still got to <laughs> sleep with her. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and she has more than a fertility stick. <laughs> but uh, I can safely say this because she doesn't watch the ship. But um, she doesn't watch anything <laughs> from No lie, brother. No lie. I said so. Two things. So number one, we were we were in bed the one night. We we always we always make time for us. As okay, wait, 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 are, wait, wait. Do I need not, to put
1: up an X rating on
2: this? It's not show and tell yet, but okay. <laughs> this is just the tell part. This isn't the show, but um, we always make time for each other to watch uh, YouTube videos or something on Hulu or, you know, just mm-hmm. some most time. And we were looking through her YouTube. Now she is subscribed. I will give her that to Paranormal Consultant on YouTube. And my show popped up. I forget what show it was, but it popped up and I said, hey, why don't you watch... Oh, I know what it was. I was talking about Wicca culture and the Wicca religion. And I mentioned her. And I said, you should watch that. And she goes, I ain't watching that shit. <laughs> Literally says that to me. I'm like, fuck, and hey, shot to the nuts. Thank you. <laughs> the uh, So, fast forward to my next show. We were talking about it, and we were, and I was ragging on her a little bit about her hurting me. <laughs> and I and they're like, Oh, you better be careful, she'll hear this. And I was like, She don't watch this shit. She's even told me that. I swear to God, no more than two <laughs> minutes later, creepy cult popped in on YouTube side, which is her, and goes, dude and I went, Oh <laughs> I, like, I literally just said you don't watch the shit. There right. You, <laughs> you liar. I love that woman.
1: Well, you better. You're going to the Voodoo Capital with her. I'm sure you want to leave with her. (laughs) Yeah, well, see, here's the thing. I think I'll be okay because I
2: don't think she'll drive 19 and a half hours by herself. She'll wait till we get home at least.
1: Uh, She might get that powder that'll turn you into a zombie servant. Too late.
2: But uh, (laughs) I told her she fed me. She's fucked. Like, what is it? Men, you have to beat them, fuck them, or whatever. No, she just fed me. Yeah, that's
1: all she had to do. Like well, you know, I, I told, I showed my wife the Facebook meme years ago. Best way to keep a man at home is to keep his balls deflated. Or no, best way to keep a man from bouncing around is to keep his balls deflated. Actually, so, to be yeah. honest
2: with you, she's she's my best wingman. GC's shit that I don't, see. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Right.
1: Uh, (laughs) Our sister Uh, from across the pond. The lovely Liz. Hey, Liz.
2: Much love, Liz, to you and the family. Hopefully everybody's doing well. Oh, but yeah, it's honestly, folks, it's all about having fun Mm -hmm. and having fun together and supporting one another and enjoying what you do. That simple. That simple. If anything else pop, comes up out of it, great. If it doesn't, fuck it. You still had fun. Who cares? Yeah.
1: Well, we have, we have just at about the hour and a half mark. How are you feeling?
2: I got a test, but other than that, I'm good.
1: All right. Well, tell you what. <laughs> uh, I will play uh, my question video and uh, let people take a quick break and If the show is going when you get back, don't worry about it. You do what you got to do. And uh, yeah, we'll just take a real quick break, let people get drinks, piss, whatever. Fair enough. All right. So (laughs) talk to everybody in just a moment. Mm I hope you all had a chance to wipe before you got back on that couch. Fuck. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, you know, we had uh we were talking about, you know, funny shit that happened. What's the funniest shit that ever happened to you personally on an investigation? Hmm. You are making me think.
2: So, I think that in hindsight it was funny, Um, but for those who who follow me uh, for a while now, thank you. uh, Why? But um, I have a thing with dolls. I'm not afraid of them by any stretch of the imagination. But during an investigation, fuck that shit. Leave them alone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And here's why. So I was investigating uh, a home here in central PA and a family was having some pretty serious issues. Um, Nothing I don't think was, you know, demonic in nature. It just, just, it was odd and it was causing some issues. Right. And when we did our walkthrough, it was obviously during the day, we did baseline readings and whatnot. We were allowed in every room except the one daughter's room. And that's only because she was doing her schoolwork. So we respected the wishes of of that, and uh, we did get a chance to talk to the daughter about a couple of things, ask her you know the usual questions, um, but we still didn't go into her room. She came out to the living room to talk with us. The night of the investigation, the daughter was over at the neighbors, who was also, I guess, their cousin or something like that. Like they all, like the family lived fairly close, mm-hmm. and I was helping set up. And I said, well, you know what? Since we haven't seen the daughter's room yet, I I don't know what angle I want a camera on. I'll go put it in. I'll go put the camera in. They're like, okay, cool. So I grabbed my stuff, opened the bedroom door, and if there wasn't 40 fucking dolls staring (laughs) right at me, and I just went, nope. I walked right back out. I was like, (laughs) are you fucking doing that shit? Nope. I sort of got. I didn't investigate in that room all night. I poked my head through the window, but I going <laughs> in that fucking room. Fuck that. I've seen Chucky e way too many times. No. um. So hindsight, that was pretty funny. Um, another one I had was um, I said we had some opportunities to better the, the team out in San Diego. One of them was through Lionsgate, who does the Conjuring movies. Mm-hmm. The first one that came out where they got the divot box, which yep. is really good. Really good movie. Um, I was asked by Lionsgate, which I thought was a scam for the longest time. It was great. <laughs> Hindsight, I feel bad, but at the same time, it was still funny when I actually met them, and they were legit from Lionsgate. Um, they wanted us to help promote their movie out. They were doing the premiere. It was up to and coming, and they wanted a paranormal team while well, our name came up. So we started promoting the movie out. I got a couple of passes to come to the premiere. That's all I was told. We just had to show up. I show up. We all had our uniforms on. We looked good. And we looked like a team. And uh, I saw the producer I was talking with. And uh, another little girl comes up to me and she goes, So, Mr. Baron, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Like, for the movie? Yeah. Can't wait to check this out. And she goes, no, for your speech. Right. Excuse fucking you? (laughs) She goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to give a little talk about your team, talk about the movie, the trailer a little bit, talk about what it's about. I went, oh. (laughs) Two things. Number one, believe it or not, I have stage fright. I do. I have stage fright. Problem number two, probably the biggest of the two. I never saw the fucking trailer in my life. Right. When I tell you I ripped the whole pack of cigarettes apart, (laughs) yeah, I was sweating bullets. And the entire time I was up there, my investigators were going, (laughs) <laughs> and I wanted to go there was at right. least 300 people in that fucking theater I handed out about a thousand business cards which was cool but I needed a new pair of pants I was shaking I was sweating profusely yeah so right. um, but as, and as far as evidence I don't know if I think I told you this, brother. But believe it or not, folks, Ghost fart. They flat yeah, I... they, they, <laughs> yeah, they shit themselves. The reason why we were doing an investigation, I think it was at, I don't know if it was at Pioneer Park or if it was a, a private residence in San Diego. But the team was full of immature idiots like somebody farts or burps or something, there's always a comment. There's always a comment. We were immature. When shit hit the fan, literally and figuratively, we were right on it. It was professional. But we were immature little pricks. Right. I remember sitting there doing an evidence review. And the guy that I turned the team over to after I moved, Stan, he was listening to the recordings. I was watching the DVR. He just starts busting up laughing. And he goes, Matt, you need to hear this. What? And he goes, just just listen. So I'm sitting there, I'm listening. And you hear one of my investigators go, if you hear here, can you give me a sign of your presence? And then dead silence. I was like, damn, somebody needs a fucking squeegee after that one. He goes, I know, but Listen. <laughs> I'm like, what? I don't hear anything. He goes, exactly. I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you were there, this person was here, and that person was here. The three most immature motherfuckers on our team. Yeah. He goes, you just heard the fart. Yeah. You made a comment, right? Yeah. Nobody fucking said a word. Oh. <gasps> So you mean we caught an EVP of a ghost shitting themselves? He goes, "Yes." <laughs> I went, "Yay!" <laughs> so, uh, I my next question was, do we have to go back and give a blessing? <laughs> At least a cleansing. <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah, right. so just be part. Just part. That's cool.
1: Mm. I remember, uh, the funniest thing for me, um, and I I don't know if Lisa Marie is watching, uh, but I was investigating a cemetery with her, and I was Mm -hmm. setting up an XLS camera. Mm -hmm. I had my, my XLS camera here, I had my night vision camera on the other side, and I had my laptop on my tactical box in the middle, and I was setting up the laptop, getting it all going. And at first, the laptop just made this awful screech, and I was like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, well, you know, I think I better put it away, you know, probably something wrong, got some dust in it, whatever, and I turned to my right, and now my night vision camera, which is pointed forward, has turned and looked right at me, I was like, okay, (laughs) they're putting this shit out of here, or wrap this sucker up, (laughs) I am out of here, and everybody's like, why are you leaving, and I was like, you didn't have a camera to turn itself on you, did you? And I put all my equipment in the back of the truck and I just came back in with just my EMF and camera. I was like, fuck that. I ain't fucking with nothing else tonight. I, I've always
2: said, and to this day, it still holds true. If I get pinned up against a wall, lifted up or stuck on a ceiling fan and I'm spinning around, don't fucking help me record that shit. Not only is it going to be funny as fuck, but one more deniable proof—you get a fat ass that's levitating off the fucking ground,
1: going. Hey, hey, hey. Mm-hmm. Don't help. Yep. Don't help. Here we it <laughs> go. It'll happen. Yeah, um, I, I've told I've told Tom the same thing. If a ghost starts to mount you like it does in scary movie, you know I'm going to record that, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just
2: <laughs> straight down.
1: <laughs> I can
2: just see it now. You're just you're in an investigation. You're walking with somebody. You just see them just get pants, it's just Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I no <Hello>, TikTok.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: Oh shit. And all you right. can bet your ass that my night vision will be on because I don't care if it happens in the dark, that shit's going up on YouTube. You know, I just had a weird image.
2: You know we all oh, know Scotty. Here we go. Oh yeah.
0: You know Scotty.
1: <laughs>
2: the yep. infamous Scotty Wilson from uh, the (laughs) paranormal jackass great guy paranormal jackass well (laughs) he has a list (laughs) but uh (laughs) great guy love that he's my brother i love him to death we mentioned earlier he likes to hump god forbid when he passes i want to see that on an sls
1: you're gonna see that figure go from one dry hump to another on every person in that crew. <laughs> exactly. he <laughs> just managed <met> just... <laughs> to Oh, there's Scotty. <laughs> nope. Do you feel
2: something? Yeah, it's cold on my leg. Oh now it's <laughs> <Yeah. I> wet. <laughs> yep. Why is it so sticky all of a sudden? <laughs> oh shit, I love Scotty. Uh actually fun fact, um I said before my wife, she's the Whip queen, she doesn't do hugs or anything like that mm-hmm. emmy got a hug out of her which i was surprised when i met scotty for the first time which actually i think i have proof i, I might be able to show it uh, yep you have the, you did you do have a video i remember that i do have a video so mm-hmm. we'll see if i can find it folks um so scotty ran at me and did what we're about to I'm going to show you guys. <laughs> but what you don't see in the video is afterwards this motherfucker jumped into the um jumped into the side of the passenger side of the vehicle and jumped on top of my wife and was air-humping. <laughs> she no likey touchy. So you can imagine the reaction. <laughs> I, I afterwards I looked at her and I said, "Are you okay?" cuz again, she's out of her comfort zone.
1: Mm-hmm. And she goes, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that can I be love... an overwhelming experience to see somebody who's about the size of a shirawa just come run up on you. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's Scotty. I love him. All right, so there, I shared that with you, brother. Really?
2: All right, here we go. Okay, so just me, Scotty, the Wiki Queen. Here we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: hey Scotty, the badge that I had my dog stick to runs a special. Would you like to go? <laughs>
2: no way for it. There he goes. <laughs> so let me let me just say, I ducked down because he said he was going to hunt my leg. I put my arms down to try to block him. Instead, he jumped. So my natural reaction went from this to this. So he got my belly button. (laughs) (laughs) I bet those
1: little uh, belly links weren't too happy. (laughs)
2: So
1: (laughs) I don't know if you guys heard it, but I said, I'm
2: putting you in the fucking trunk. (laughs) And I started (laughs) going around the side of the car and went by McKenzie. And I said, I'm taking him home with me. He's going in the trunk. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, that's that's what you get for Scotty. And then uh, he had TSA. He almost got arrested by TSA at Beer Fest. I've, I don't know if you heard that one yet. No, I haven't. Oh my god! I wish Emmy was here. Uh, she'll tell you. So the short version: Emmy lands in New Orleans. Howard greeted her. She goes, "Where's Scotty?" <laughs> she knew what was up. Scotty was supposed to be there. He gave her some bullshit. Like his flight was delayed or something like that. Right. Scotty comes up running right behind her. Grabs a hold of her hip. And just goes to town. (laughs) She screams. And apparently you could hear a pin drop in that terminal. TSA was coming over. Yeah. And I guess... Howard, and then we're like, no, it's okay. We know him. We know him. He's fine. He's fine. Just let him finish. <laughs> we have a permit for him. It's okay. <laughs> oh, I, lo- I love. See, that's the thing. Like we were talking about it earlier, networking. That's this is what hmm. makes it. This is this is what's important. This is this is why it's so much fun. The people you meet, and the friends you make, and the
1: family you make. Right. Yeah, now, I will make two uh, quick statements here. Um, if you haven't heard of Fear Fest, uh, it, it sadly it is over now. But they are planning on doing another one, and they want to make it a yearly event.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, uh, if you get the chance, look them up and keep your eyes on them. Uh, from because from what I understand, this year's Fear Fest was a success. It was fantastic. Everybody, a lot of people have showed up. Um, they had live music. Uh, and of course you're also in historic downtown new Orleans. I mean, even if there wasn't a paranormal venue going on there, it is one place you do not want to, you know, miss out on. So yeah. check out Fear fest, new Orleans every year. Uh, the other one is global ghost hunt. Um, this is a chance for you to get yourself out there. Um, you know, show your evidence, show your investigative style. Meet new people, and uh, I believe they dot com is still up. Yes, GlobalGhostHunt.com. Okay. dot com. So, yeah, go check them out. Sign up, register. Uh, they are doing this twice a year, once in spring and once in fall. May now, the and fall October. one, yep, the one that's coming up for October is uh, the nineteenth through the twenty ninth, I believe. Yep, eight days. Yep. So yeah, again, GlobalGhostHunt.com, check them out. Uh, anything else on that? It, honestly,
2: either with the Global Ghost Hunt, it's the way I always describe it, it's a celebration. It's a celebration of teams and locations from all around the world. Um, it gets overlooked a lot, the locations, but you know, people, places like Penhurst, Waverly Hills, and all these other places, it takes money to run these things, folks. So mm-hmm. we, at the Global Ghost Hunt, try to bring some attention to them and some of the places that aren't really well known, you know, we're trying to get them out there and to celebrate it and to celebrate these teams, you know, like Abyss and rootless destinations, get out paranormals coming this year, you know, and a bunch of others. There's some really amazing teams coming this year and uh, it's just, it's a huge celebration is what it really is. And it's worth it. And if you have a, if you're a team, sign up, if you have a location, sign up. If you are a team that doesn't have a location, still sign up. <laughs> you know, we, right. we will help. you. We will help as much as we can to get these places. And what I'm really looking forward to this year, um, amongst the many other amazing locations, is you obviously know about the Clown Motel. The infamous yeah. Clown Motel. Mm-hmm. The one that place, is, that the, another place where Zach and had the shit get out of him. That's on the mouth. list. That is, that is going to be featured this year in the October right. event. And it is going to be done by AZ Pi. AZ Pi are mm-hmm. absolutely a, an amazing group. They're a great group. And honestly, uh, not a better team could have done it. And nothing right. against anybody else. but And I know Abyss Paranormal is coming back. Uh, Mackenzie and I will be in New Orleans for that. Um, with uh, something very special that uh, just happened today, actually. Um, that is probably well about 90% going to happen. I'm not going to give it out. You got to watch and check (laughs) it out. But I mean, you just, you talk about these, these locations and these teams, like it's great. It's great to get out and support everybody and have fun. And what one of the goals for us as the admin are trying to do is make it interactive for not just the teams, but the audience as well. You are literally virtually investigating these locations with the teams for two hours and which no other event is doing. They're not giving any team, you know, two hours. They give them, what, a half hour? That's not enough time. Yeah. We're yeah. giving them two hours. And you get to investigate some of these, like, really well-known places and some that aren't really well-known. And you get to be a part of it. Which, if you hear an EVP, you see something, they may not. You have yeah. the, You have the ability and the opportunity to make their investigation better just by being there. And that's, that's what's really fun and important about this.
1: Right. You know, it, it, the only, one of the other things that I uh, respect about the Global Ghost Hunt is the, their emphasis on the location. Um, only because I actually had uh, met a woman who owned the Victoria uh, Oxana mm-hmm. in Oxford, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, beautiful place, beautiful history. And she was open to paranormal investigations, and she was trying to make it into a bed and breakfast to generate income to save this place because this was the very first home built in that part of uh, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unfortunately, like so many places, she ended up having to sell, and the place is slated for tear down to make for gentrification.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. So with things like the global ghost hunt, uh, I definitely encourage. That if you participate in any event, I want you to promote your team, but I also want you to really emphasize the location as well. Let people know about it. Let people know how to get there. If they have a website, direct them to the website. You know, because once these places are gone, that's just one less place for us to investigate. Absolutely. It's not just for us.
2: It's for the future. Absolutely. And, you know, um, the consultants, Mackenzie and myself, we actually have two time slots. Uh, One at 6 p.m. Eastern and one at midnight. Um, The one at 6, I've already spoken to Howard. We're going to go to some of these uh, locations and shops that people have, like Voodoo Authentica, and we're Mm going to highlight them. It's not going to be about Mackenzie and I. It's going to be about the stores, the people, and everything else. And um, that's what we're going to really make it about. We're going to make it about just them having fun, and, uh, getting it, hopefully giving them some more business. Right. And I'm not going to say with the 12 o'clock spots for the midnight spot, because that's going to be something
1: special. <laughs> Howard Petrie's involved. So that's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, well, with Howard Petrie, I would suggest that if you can find any, get some protection for your ears mm, and other things. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, Liz. But yeah. Um yeah. well we have hit two hours, so I know. Anything else you want to talk about? I think the part two is in order. Actually, you
2: know what we should do? We need to get you on my show. We need to flip the script. If there was a script to flip.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I, I thought you I thought we didn't do any scripts, so how can you flip something that doesn't exist? It's imaginary. Uh, You know they make medication for that, right?
2: (laughs) Well, sometimes medication's fun. (laughs) Right.
1: All right. Well, uh, it's been great having you on, and uh, we will definitely get a part two going. Um, uh, You know the drill. I'm going to put you in the back room, hang out real quick, and we'll kind of talk a little bit more. Uh, But once again, uh, if you want to check out any of his links, They are in the description down below. And also, don't forget uh, ParanormalConsultant.com. That's his website. Uh, So go to his Facebook, his YouTube. Like, subscribe, share. And, you know, let's just try to make this community uh, something that we can all be proud of. Absolutely. Hi, Kimmy. Uh, I love Kimmy. Kimmy's awesome.
2: Kimmy's awesome. Kimmy's one of those I'd love to get her on, like Unholy Trinity or something like that. I just—I mm. thought you liked Kimmy.
1: I do. <laughs> well, why do you want to get her on Unholy Trinity? It's kind of like a welcome <laughs> to the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've had the chance to uh, work with Kimmy uh, as well as Donna Stassi Partlow on Echoes in the Wind. So that's mm-hmm. a psychic podcast. If you get a chance to check that out, please do. Absolutely. Uh, Anything? Any last thing you want to give a shout out to, or anyone? Uh, obviously Parapost,
2: Paralinks, guys. Mm-hmm. Seriously, go check them out. If, if you're if you enjoy listening to a whole bunch of different podcasts, some serious, some not so serious, <laughs> go check them out. It is a they're they're worth it. Parapost, Network Central. There's Parapost International or Parapost Two is what it's called. Paralinks One, Two, Three Plus, and all of it. Just go check them out, guys. You will not regret.
1: will not regret it. All right. Well, hang out in the back and I'll be with you in just a moment, Matt. Sounds good. Much love guys. All right. Well, there you have it. That was the paranormal consultant and director of unified paranormal program. Uh, as I've mentioned, check out his links, show some support, uh, as for Spectre radio, I, uh, Definitely appreciate everybody coming in to listen and sharing us out. Uh, and as I always say, be smart, be safe, and be kind to one another because you never know your one act of kindness might change somebody's life. And as always, stay spooky.